Hello, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of Off the Beaten Podcast, the podcast about the city of Chicago and its people, where you will hear discussions with the amazing people who make this city unique. I'm your host, Dion, the people's champ, Chicago caffeine fiend, and professional tea spiller. If this is your first time listening, allow me to offer you a hearty welcome. There's a good possibility we have lots of first-time listeners right now because uh, in the past couple weeks, I was hard on the grind spreading the word about the podcast. This episode is special for a few reasons. I'm not sitting in my uh, my studio, a two-bedroom apartment in Woodlawn on the south side of Chicago. I'm actually sitting out on the curb. (laughs) I'm sitting out. I've got some coffee from Robust uh, Coffee Lounge. Uh, Shout out to Robust. And instead of using my fancy recording equipment, I'm sitting here on uh, the curb with my cell phone. This is old school and low budget today, which is perfect for today's topic. And what is the topic for this episode? Riot Fest, of course. Uh, So I have to ask... How was your Riot Fest? I mean, this was like two weeks ago. I'm still recovering. (laughs) Okay, I know, I know. All together now. One, two, three. Riot Fest sucks. But all snazzy marketing aside, I had a fucking amazing time. So if you've been a longtime listener, you can go back to episode three of the podcast. And I sat and drank and chatted with Jessica Lippon, who bartended at Riot Fest in 2019. Um, I actually went back and listened to that episode uh, recently. Super entertaining. And I highly recommend you go back and check it out. I had totally forgotten that I only attended two of the three days in 2019 due to helping a friend move. This year, I only attended three of the four days, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. It's a little chilly out here. My nose is running, but we're going to we're going to get through this together. All right. So I started going to Riot Fest in 2013, which was the second time it was an outdoor festival. Before that, it was a club fest over a week. The festival was in Humboldt Park and I went to see Hatebreed. I was running late. I got into the gate just as Hatebreed was starting their set. Halfway into their first song, I saw a kid getting carted out by EMTs. His ankle was in the shape of the letter L, and I kept my ass out of the pit. (laughs) But I knew Riot Fest was right up my alley. The headliner I caught that year was Fall Out Boy, and that was also the year I discovered both Andrew WK and Guar. I've been to Riot Fest every year since. I attended 2014 bartended 2015 and 2016, and attended 2017, 18, and 19. Unfortunately, Riot Fest was canceled in 2020, but Riot Fest was back in 2021, and this year did not disappoint. First off, I was glad that they required proof of vaccination or a negative test. Uh, For me, that took a little anxiety off. I wouldn't have attended uh, without that provision. So two thumbs up to Riot Fest for that. Uh, this year, Riot Fest was extended to four days with Thursday originally billed as a preview day that later that later was revealed to be a Morrissey and Friends night. So let me just go ahead and wholeheartedly say fuck Morrissey. Uh, <laughs> what else can I say? 
Uh, the little bit of his music I've heard, I'm not into, but the man can be labeled anti-immigrant. He could be labeled anti-Islamist. He could be labeled racist. And he has made terrible commentary about rape victims in the fallout of the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Why anybody wants to support that cat, I don't understand. Just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just one of those things uh, is enough for me not to piss on you if you run up to me looking like a bonfire. But being the complete package means I'm just more likely to throw a Coke can of gasoline on you and giggle. You know what I'm saying? Allow me to say again, fuck Morrissey. So I wouldn't have been caught dead at Riot on Thursday. Enough said. Furthermore, four days to me is simply too much for a festival. I bartended at Lollapalooza this year, and day three, I was a little worn, but I was hanging tough. Day four, I felt like someone had teed off on me with a baseball bat, and I was ready to go home at noon. Um, and we ended up, you know, going to like 10 p.m. But anyway, uh, there are two things I absolutely love about Riot Fest. One, discovering new music, and two, all the new friends you make. Some of them are single serving friends. Uh, some like Joanne, who I saw on Saturday, are friends you make who endure for years. In either case, I have yet to meet anyone at Riot Fest where I walked away thinking that person was a complete douche. Maybe I've just gotten lucky, but in any crowd, there's always one. But man, I just love that I can strike up conversations with people, uh, which I am known to do on occasion. And it just ends with good vibes. So Friday, I was at beautiful Douglas Park, uh, named for Anna and Frederick Douglas in the beautiful North Lawndale and Pilsen communities, bright and early. I wanted to catch Meet Me at the Altar, whom I discovered during quarantine. Uh, they were, it's a all-female, uh, mostly uh, women of color, a fronted band, really cool. Uh, so they were first of the day at noon, and my friend Sarah, uh, guest of the inaugural episode of the podcast, if you recall, uh, was with me and we went to go catch them. I told Sarah that Meet Me at the Altar reminded me of Linkin Park the first time I saw them live, which was the Q101 Jamboree in 2001 at the New World Music Theater in Tinley Park, uh, which was my first ever concert. They had just dropped Hybrid Theory and I was excited to see them live and they were terrible. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> However, I saw them again a few years later, and my jaw was on the floor. It was like a completely new band, uh, but that happens when you're a new band, you know, and you're new to touring. Um, and that's how I felt about Mimi at the Altar. I, I, they, The beginning of the set felt really loose, and the singer, she has a naturally lower voice, it seems. So sometimes when she sings the choruses, her voice was just getting lost in the mix. Um, it, it took singers time. It, it takes singers time to figure out how to sing, to project in the midst of an outdoor festival while still preserving their voice for multiple dates, uh, for the next month, you know, etc. Uh, the second half of their set was very way tighter, is much tighter, and they sounded way better at the end. I love their single hit, Hit Like a Girl, and I love that they are fronted by a black woman, which you don't see enough in the punk, metal, uh, you know, even hip hop circles, in my opinion. Okay, so going from there, I'm going to just tell you about the bands I saw, give you a quick synopsis, drop it down. Riot Fest was fucking insane. So here we go. Fishbone. Jesus. <laughs> 
this band has to be this band is older than me and they outperformed just about everyone at the festival they were fabulous i also got to meet angelo uh the lead singer about two minutes after i arrived at the festival he was just walking around the merch area very low-key with a face mask on i sauntered over i told him how amazing he is and asked for a pic my friend Sarah didn't even know who he was. Snapped the pic. I, I was like, thank you so much. Can't wait to see your set. This would be my first time ever seeing you live. And he actually said, first time? He said, man, we're going to bring it for you. And yo, they brought it. Uh, and you can go over to my personal Instagram, at Dion's Musica, uh, to see that pic. Man. From there, Living Color. One of the few bands that I was not in the pit for. And, and the, from the title of this episode at Riot Fest, there was not a pit that I met that I didn't like uh, this year. Um, but I wasn't in the pit for Living Color. I wasn't close to the front. I hung back for this one with Sarah. Uh, their set was great. Their music was always, in my opinion, ahead of its time. Uh, they deserved more than they ever got. And yes, CM Punk came out. He declared that the best wrestler in the world loves the best fucking band in the world. And they tore into cult of personality. Awesomely, shortly thereafter, Riot Fest tweeted that they were aware of Punk's presence because he is banned from Riot Fest and security was in pursuit. I don't know if they ever caught the motherfucker, but I love CM Punk. I love Living Color. And that was just great. The crowd went wild. Everyone loved it. It was just so cool. I love seeing someone who's on his level of... Uh, celebrity, You know, right now he's going through this great resurgence in his career and he represents Chicago every chance he gets. I love it. From there, Sublime with Rome. I listened to them in passing. They were dangerously close to the food area. <laughs> so I actually saw them the last time they were at Riot Fest. In all honesty, Rome just kind of irritates me. He just does. Um, he, to me, has no charisma. That, that's my personal opinion. Um, so nothing about their performance really captivates me. The music is classic. I love Sublime. I don't think there's a day that goes by to listen to at least one Sublime song. However, you know, Brad's not there. I never saw them with the you know original lineup. And but yeah, Rome just doesn't do it for me. So I listened while I was eating food, actually. And that was about that. Next, I saw Coheed and Cambria. I've never been a fan of them, but I did check out their performance. It was top notch. Good music, good performance. I wouldn't say I walked away a fan, but I still mad respect and I was impressed. That's about it. That day for me closed out with Lupe Fiasco. Hot damn. My man represented Chicago hard. He performed his album, The Cool and Fool, and man, it only reminded me how awesome this album is. My first time seeing Lupe live, and I can only deal with hip-hop live if it was, you know, if it has a live band, right? And he did that with a great mix of live performers and samples and tracks. It, it was just great. It was, I was, oh man, I loved it. I was in there. I was, I mean, like being in the pit for hip hop is way different than being in the pit for metal, but I was still up in there getting my groove on, get my dance on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and he's a great performer. The crowd was totally into it. Two thumbs up. He was second on the first day, only to Fishbone, right? Fishbone, I, I felt like they just tore it down, but he was right there with them um, in terms of just quality of performance, entertainment value. He, those two performances together to me were worth the price of the ticket for the, you know, three, four day festival done. On Saturday, 
a, a friend of mine told me that her brother was going to be performing first thing in the morning Saturday. That band was Devon K and the Solutions. I can't even tell you which member of the band is her brother. However, <laughs> I showed up at noon uh, and this band did not disappoint. Uh, they had a horn line. It was good music. They were very charming. Ton of charisma across the board. I was super impressed. And after dragging tail to get to Riot so early, they made me happy I was there. Uh, definitely check them out. That's Devon Can the Solutions. Yo, I yo, I vouch. I vouch hard for these cats. Go check it. From there, I was actually walking across the festival and just, this is the best part of Riot Fest. I heard this band playing. I was like, who? Never heard these cats before, uh, but they were good. It turned out to be action adventure. And I loved what I heard. So I stopped. I moved closer for the rest of the set. I listened to the rest of the set. Yo, check out these guys if you're there. I ran into my boy, Will. Will was like, yeah, action adventure, man. I've been a fan of them for years. I felt like left out. So check that. Now, whoo, next was Guar. I showed up early. I was two people away from the rail. I was in there. I made friends. We we're chatting. The cat next to me was smoking. He offered. I was like, no, I don't. Because I'm like, I don't know if I want to see Guar high. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't know what you're smoking. So shit can, get, shit can get loose real quick. However, I wanted to catch Big Frida, who was performing. Uh, but they paired her against Guar. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I was up front. Uh, I got covered in green stuff and red stuff. The red stuff did not come out of my shorts, is what it is. But the show was started by Joe Biden getting decapitated by a Taliban insurgent. It got crazy from there. Great set. Uh, they Over the years, they've just gotten tighter and tighter. They don't disappoint. It's a spectacle, but it's entertaining as fuck. Sequel. I want to see them in a club setting. I've never seen them outside of IFI, so I got to get there. Next, I saw Hepcat. Hepcat, I'd never heard of them. Uh, they were perfect music while I had my lunch. It was reggae. It was laid back. They, you know, mentioned like last time they were in Chicago. They were at Raggae Fest. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And, then, you know, it was like, ooh, it was like Bob Marley just reborn. I'm loving it. I wish I had a spliff. I wish I had a little something in my hand. I did not. Uh, I, I could. And I, I actually <laughs> wrote down, I could really use a joint about now. You know, Help Cat was great, and we kept it pushing. My friend Sarah told me, don't miss Gogo Bordello. Okay, so a friend, uh, that's Sarah. My friend Sarah had seen them in Indiana the weekend before Riot. She told me this band was excellent, not to be missed. Cool. She did not oversell. They uh, they are a, a, a definitely checkout band, and I will check them out. They were actually missing members Due to COVID, they were amazing. <laughs> so great performers, huge crowd, great energy, good music, possibly the best band of the day. I give I give it to them. Mad respect. Check them out. So then that day, oh man, I'm trying to think what, what that day closed out. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, next. Okay, I think about it. I check my notes. Next was Vic Mensa. Oh, okay, man. I was an immediate fan of Vic Mensa when I heard Internet Tape, his mixtape after leaving the band uh, Kids These Days. He's also from the neighborhood next to my, like his neighborhood is literally like three blocks away, which is awesome and really cool to me. I love supporting Chicago in all his facets. 
his follow-up album after internet tape kind of reflected the anger that many of us were feeling following the murder of Laquan McDonald and the city's fucked up attempt to, uh, you know, brush that under the rug. That follow-up did not contain any of the fun that internet tape had, obviously. But since then, uh, there's been a mix of those vibes and his other uh, releases. Uh, but I was super happy, happy that after playing two opening songs, including You Mad Bro, which is, you know, one of his early uh, hits, he acknowledged internet tape. Uh, he told how that mixtape came together while experimenting with mushrooms for the first time. And then he spent the rest of the set dropping the countless gems from that mixtape. If you've never heard internet tape, Google it. You can download it for free. It's amazing. I actually downloaded it recently because I didn't have it on my computer. And it, it just holds up today. It's so good. Uh, Vic Mensa is, is, is a he's great at what he does, man. So he also asked the crowd for some weed which someone wrapped up in a plastic bag and threw to him. It was like a pre-roll. And then he said and then someone else threw a lighter and to which he responded. Oh, yeah, y'all just gonna start throwing shit at me. Uh, he smoked. He danced. He delighted us with his lyricism. Uh, and then he said, since it was Riot Fest, he had to do some riotous shit. And he jumped into the crowd while performing the tune Fist Fight, which is by the band, his like punk band, 93 Punks. Oh my God. The crowd was so into it. He was, he was just in the crowd, kind of crowd surfing. And if you don't know the song Fist Fight, it's super simple. It's hip hop, it, it, but it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, man, his set was the hotness. Uh, if you've never heard internet tape, like I said, check it out. And, uh, I think this is the eighth anniversary. He's actually going to be performing in Hyde Park, which is the next neighborhood up in like a week or two to, you know, like it's an anniversary thing. But man, whoo, it was awesome. From there, I ran across the festival. I got there early because you know, I am not going to miss Andrew WK. I never miss Andrew WK and he never disappoints. Uh, his sets are always amazing, energetic. The pit is always amazing, and this was no different. I don't need to gild the lily because I've said so many times how awesome Andrew WK is. If you've never seen him live, you're missing out on something special. Go see him. And then the last uh, set of the day that I checked out on Saturday, I didn't exclusively go and check it out, and this was Run the Jewels. But, man, you the bass was so loud. <laughs> You could not hear it no matter where you were in the park. I was actually walking past another band that was performing um, at the same time. And the singer said, I don't even know why you all are here. I would be over there with that bomb ass bass and run the jewels. But thanks anyway. And, and they went to their next song. And even while they were playing that song, you could hear boom, boom. I was like, fuck. And you know, run the jewels is over there dropping mad lyricism, smoking some weed. You know, you know what they do and how they do it. I actually saw them last time they were at Riot Fest. Yo, what can I say? So I, I was kind of like, oh, okay, kind of in between. I wasn't at the stage, but like I said, you didn't have to be there. So I was kind of like getting my groove on. Like, oh, uh, 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 uh. okay, it's done. And I headed to the gate because, you know, those crowds are crazy. Me and my friend were taking public trans. And so we were trying to get up out of there. And that was that. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We, <laughs> I checked out first band of the day. I checked out was 303. This is another band I wandered upon. It was good shit. 
while uh, following them, I ran into my boy Will and his beautiful wife, whose name I can't recall. She's the, she has one of the most beautiful smiles I've ever seen. Mad shout out to Will and uh, and your wife, bro. It was always a pleasure to see the both of you. So I was a pleasure to sit and chat with you, my man. Um, but we chatted for a bit, and then he told me he was heading uh, to go see Kenny Hoopla. I had nothing planned till body count, so I told him I would tag along. We got to the stage. I don't remember the name of the stage, but we got to the stage early. So we wandered over. We got there too early. So instead of Kenny Hoopla, uh, we caught this band, Black Star Kids. Young kids, young hip hop, but it was fun. Fun hip hop. I feel like sometimes we forget that such a thing exists. It's not all bitches and money and guns or whatever it is. Whether motherfuckers, you know, even like all weed. It was like fun hip hop. It was cool. They looked like they were 12. I'm hoping they were at least 16. It is what it is. <laughs> I enjoyed their performance and I definitely plan on checking out their music. So that's what. Next was Kenny Hoopla, who we were looking to see. Awesome performance. I feel like his music was like a mix of hip hop and punk. Unfortunately, I actually had to leave early because the band, uh, because I, there was another band that Will wanted to check out. And I was like, yo, I'm down. You know, we're discovering, we're doing whatever. Uh, I was told that after we left, Kenny Hoopla started climbing a scaffolding and doing backflips while he was singing. So obviously a mad monster performer and it was cool. Um, and just for that alone, I'm going to check out his stuff because that's what's up. Young black kid changing it up, doing hot stuff. I'm down. So then we went to go check out The Bled. I was told that these guys were like old school hardcore. I was like, cool. I loved it. I was in the pit for it for, for at least one tune. I loved that pit, but I had to leave them early to get to body count. And this is where I lost Will because Will was in The Bled pit. He was tearing it up, doing his thing. But that's that's all good. That's how Riot Fest goes. You meet people, you hang with people, you lose those people, you find more people. It's no disrespect. It is what it is. And thank you, Will, for the good chat, the good time. It, it was real. From there, the one and only body count. <sighs> ah, shit, man. <laughs> I hoped that body count would play uh, Rain and Blood by Slayer at some point. I had no idea they would open with it. Oh my God. Crowd went crazy. I was in the pit from start to finish of their set. I was up at the front. I was loving it. I'm so glad that Body Count are finally getting their due with their recent Grammy. Uh, long overdue. The set was the hotness from top to bottom. Ice-T called Chicago one of the wildest-ass cities that he's ever been to. And he said this was the only place he'd ever seen where you could be in lockup, go to court, and then just walk right across the street to the fucking penitentiary. <laughs> Which she ain't lying about, right? But anyway, um, I also forgot that their first big hit was Cop Killer, and I didn't expect them to close with it. The crowd was right there with them when they did, though, which shows the cultural divide in this city between the people and the police to some extent. Cough, FOP, President John Cadenzara uh, sucks <laughs> and is the biggest threat in these streets to the safety of police officers. Cough again. So anyway, it was a great set. Uh, it was all capped off by Ice-T's daughter coming out like two or three songs before the end of the set. She hung out on the set for a little bit. She waved, whatever. Um, and then at the end, uh, Ice-T's wife Coco came out. I follow her on Instagram, probably like every other man in the world. Um, man, 
that woman in person is is oh my god it's even better to see her on instagram it was fabulous she was wearing tight whatever she waved i was like oh i swooned and that was it amazing I, I hope they come back to chicago soon i will go see them again no doubt uh from there anthrax i was in the pit for anthrax i'm not a huge anthrax fan i've seen them live before they're great performers i love being in the pit Everyone but me knows every word, um, but I don't really listen to them otherwise. They're legends, so I wouldn't show my respect, and I'm glad that I was there. Devo. The same goes, man. I, I can't say I'm a fan, but I went and showed mad respect. They're legends. You know, they, 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 I mean, they're legends. What else can you say about Devo? The only song that they played I knew was Whip It, and I sang along proudly. Kudos. From there was the Flaming Lips. Uh, their performance was magnificent. Uh, they had blow up animals and shit, uh, all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, the singer spent half of the set in a huge gerbil ball. Uh, I wondered how he breathed in that thing. And if anyone knows, please hit me up and let me know. Cause that's all I was thinking the whole set was, how's he breathing that thing? It was cool. And yes, but then from there, flaming lips, we all spun around and ran the other way. Last set of the day, closing out the festival was Slipknot. <sighs> what can you say about Slipknot? You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're not a fan, you're not a fan. If you're a fan, you're a fan. It is what it is. I was in the pit for two songs of Slipknot. The first two songs, I can't even tell you what they were. While Slipknot is, of course, a headlining band, they close festivals, they close shit down. I personally miss their sets early in the day or during the sunlight. I enjoy their music much more in the daylight where you can hear and see the crowd um, and all that. Their music is so intense and it just strikes me as too intense for nighttime being under the lights. It to me it has a different feel. And I've seen them now probably, uh, six or seven times, you know, and so it has a different feel for me. I love their new stage setup. You can tell that the band is getting a little older. The performances are less frenetic, right? They're, now they're all separated on stage and everyone's kind of like doing his like little own thing. You know, they're not running around jumping over shit and throwing shit. Well, I have a lot of issues with Slipknot. I applaud them for all they've achieved. I applaud them for always being a banner waiver, wa uh, banner waiver for heavy music uh, for so many years, you know? I had the pleasure to introduce a beautiful young lady to her first pit experience. We went, she was like, I've never been in the pit. Let's go. We went up to the front. I said, as soon as the, the first song starts, we'll slide into the pit. First song starts and like we slid through. She went in, she threw some elbows. She got knocked down. She got picked up and she got out relatively unscathed. Uh, she smiled. She hugged me and thanked me. And then her boyfriend pulled me over and said, I seemed like a straight up guy. And he totally trusted me to take her into the pit and keep her safe, which I did. It was a great moment. They were like the cutest couple ever. Super nice people. Friends of, of my friend, Margaret. I was a pleasure to enjoy the festival with them um, and some of uh, other of Margaret's friends. It was a great way to end the festival, to end the Sunday. Oh, man. Um, it was just a beautiful experience all around. Those were all the bands I saw at Riot Fest. That was my Riot Fest experience. And what can I say? I had a great time. I had a great time. 
I had a great time. Um, on the other side of the coin, however, there's still a lot of consternation, I guess, you know, between the neighborhood and having the festival in Douglas Park. And I feel that just that discontent grows every year. I just feel like every year it becomes more palpable. There was like, you know, graffiti, like Riot Fest, go home, things of that nature. Riot Festers. This is specifically for Riot, people who attend Riot Fest. Here are a few things that you can do to help make the festival more friendly for the people who live in this neighborhood, right? North Lawndale and Pilsen, okay? Listen up. Number one, take public transportation. It really helps with traffic congestion, particularly considering that there are two hospitals that border the festival site. Riot Fest always has an attendant bike valet every year as well. Also, if you must drive, make sure you drive and park in designated festival parking places, right? Where you're paying money to actually park. Um, or just park outside of the neighborhood completely and then walk or bike or, you know, public trans in, which is what I do. I park about a good five miles away and then I either take a divvy or I hop the train, which I did. I took the green line, hop the green line. I actually, I, it was like, what, eight stops away? You know, it, it just helps. It sucks for the residents to see parking totally filled up for three days, right? For a whole weekend. And a lot of those people are still going to work or coming back from work or, you know, doing whatever they need to do. So don't, pardon me, excuse me. I just belch. It is what it is. Don't be a jerk off. I'm just saying. Number two, clean up after yourself. This is both inside and outside of the festival. You filthy pigs. The, <laughs> the worse the shape the park is in post-festival, the longer the park will stay closed for them to clean it, right? So do your little part to keep the, the, like the, the park somewhat looking like an actual place where people would want to be at some point in the, fu in the future. Clean up after yourself. Use the garbage cans that are on site, both inside and outside. Once again, you filthy pigs. Number three, be a good guest both pre and post festival. You are a guest in someone else's neighborhood. When you're leaving the fest, be a good guest, be pleasant. Don't be a total fool. Don't be all loud and stuff. That's why there's a shut off time for the music. They want things to come down. Okay. Of course you're going to be talking. You're going to, I mean, but you know, hooping and hollering all that bull. Just mm, bring it down and don't go throwing up all over the place. Hold your liquor. What the? What are y'all doing? Anyway, don't throw trash or cigarette butts all over. Also, don't be scared to say hello to the residents that you come across, okay? This year, I was walking and I saw a family, a Latino family, sitting on their porch, just watching the crowd start to come in. I said, good morning, everyone. I said, well, I just said good morning. <laughs> good morning um, in Spanish. I've been doing my Duolingo. Uh, but not as diligently as I should, but I'm getting it done. And they smiled and they waved and they said good morning, right? I couldn't say anything really beyond that in Spanish. So I just kept it pushing. But it's just a small tip of the hat to show respect, right? I'm coming into your community and I see you. Real talk, okay? I know that some of you Riot Fest, some of you Riot Festers live in communities where everyone looks just like you and you get a little weirded out when you go somewhere where everyone doesn't look like you, right? But I promise you, people who look different than you when, you, when they see you in their community will offer you mad respect if you just say hi. Simple, right? Simple. Keep it simple. 
last, but certainly not least, post and pre Riot Fest, spend some money in the neighborhood, okay? This festival is a great opportunity for you to, one, see a neighborhood many of you have never actually visited or frequented, as well as for residents to pick up a few dollars. I love exploring the city. I go all around the city, but I will be the first one to say, I don't spend a lot of time in North Lawndale. I spend way more time in Pilsen because Pilsen has the bomb-ass food. But <laughs> but for real, especially post-festival, there are a lot of options for food, right? If you haven't had a homemade tamale, this is your chance. You have homemade tacos. It's all there. Um, also, before going in, right? Buy a bottle of Gatorade from the kids and the families outside, right? A few bucks. Um, one of the biggest complaints that came from Humboldt Park residents when they were having Riot Fest there was that it brought no money into the community. The festival, you know, people, the festival goers went in, ran out as soon as the festival was done, and that was it, right? And you basically just left trash and a torn up park in your wake. And yes, Riot Fest spends money to repair the park, but the whole time that takes, the park is not of use to the public. And that could be anywhere from two to six months because you guys, you know, especially if there's rain and things get really, you know, really destroyed. In Humboldt Park, few businesses saw a big uptick in sales that, you know, at a certain point, the residents just didn't see it as a value. And that's why the festival is now Douglas Park. Don't make those same mistakes. Make it a point, right? I would say this. Make it a point to drop 10 to 20 bucks a day, which would be 30 to 60. I know 60 seems like a lot. 30 is probably more reasonable. But make it a point to spend 10, 10 bucks a day in the community. Buy a bottle to a Gatorade because you're going to need it anyway. Buy it. Drink it. Right? When you come out, grab a tamale. That's, that's it. Simple. They will appreciate it. Okay? And it'll make things a little bit more friendly between Riot Fest and the community. Okay. Now, I'm sure there are other tips I hope to share, but I'm drawing a blank right now. If you could think of anything I forgot, please drop me a line. I'll be sure to add that to a list and I can share that next year pre-Riot Fest to get everyone on the good foot. I I'm already can't wait for next year. Uh, it's already on my calendar and I plan on buying tickets soon because I'm going to do VIP this year <laughs> so that I can get some cool, some, you know, some some shade at least when I need it. Friday of this year uh, kicked kicked me bad um, when it was 90 plus and sunny all day. I just was, I didn't even realize how much of a not good time I was having until Saturday when the weather was much more amicable. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having a ball. So let me know if you want to go to Ride Fest. We will posse up and we will go mad deep next year. Uh, my Chemical Romance headlining, I'm excited. And uh, hopefully Nine Inch Nails can can make a revisit and you know some other bands so on and so forth okay that is it i am done with you all but i appreciate you tuning in i appreciate you listening <laughs> i know it's been a while but i've missed you and i hope you missed me a little bit i got one more episode coming out uh before i draw production to a close for 2021 i just need some time to relax i need some time to focus I'm on the YouTube and focus on some other projects that I'm working on. Uh, as they say, there is, is no rest for the wicked. And here we are. <laughs> okay. So if you like this episode or know someone who went to Riot Fest, share this episode with them or with your audio audiophile friends uh, who enjoy music. 
Be sure to like and subscribe and please take a moment to rate and review in the app of your choice. If your app doesn't have rating and reviewing, I recommend using a better app for, or site. Uh, I recommend Good Pods for mobile and I recommend Podchaser for desktop. Check me out on social media. We're, uh, Off the Beaten Podcast is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And all those links are in the episode notes. And with that, I am Dion. This is Off the Beaten Podcast. And I will see you next time. Be good, do good, and I'll catch you later. Peace.